Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers Who Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Helaman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers Who Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group held every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first. Then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Welcome everybody to our Mothers Who Know Stay By The Tree webinar series. Every eight weeks we have these and we're so excited. So anyway, I'm just excited this morning because we have such an awesome speaker, but I'm jumping ahead. So I'll slow down and then I'll go through all our cool announcements in the beginning and then we'll get to our speaker. So thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, this is sponsored by Life Changing Services. And uh, part of Life Changing Services is Mothers Who Know. And Mothers Who Know is the support arm of life-changing services. We help parents, we support parents, we train parents, anything that has to do with parents and helping their children or loved ones, that's Mothers Who Know. A part of that, we offer a mom power training course that we'll uh, talk a little bit about. And in that course, you learn lots of really cool things. So if you want to find out more information about any of those programs, you can go to lifechangingservices.org, motherswhoknow.org, or mompowertraining.org. So any of those work. Or if you really just would like to talk to somebody, we have some awesome ladies that answer the phone. So if you're struggling and you're thinking, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, I just know I have something going on at my house and I need somebody to talk to, go ahead and call us at 877-437-6877. And one of our awesome ladies will answer the phone and talk you through whatever you need to be talked through and let you know which program would be best for you or the loved ones in your family. So just going back to Mom Power, Mom Power is applying powerful tools and principles to find ongoing courage and peace as a mom. Amid life's challenges, we can stand in any storm with the Savior by our side. 
So everyone's invited to take our mom power training. And if you hurry and sign up before the end of the month, it's still free. It's an online course. So anybody that signs up during our stay by the tree webinar series can still get in for free. And then starting Tuesday, September 1st, we're, there's going to be just a, a nominal registration fee, and then the course is online, and then Karen teaches live mini lessons every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. that are also recorded. So in between those Mom Power courses, we have what are called our Messages of Hope, our Stay by the Tree webinar series. Today we have Anelity Milne, and in a minute I'm going to have Karen introduce her. Anelity is going to be talking about parent mentoring skills, and I'm really excited about that because I think she's teaching just for me today. All of you are just here just because, but I'm sure that she's talking just to me, so that'll be perfect. I'm going to turn the time over to Karen, who is going to introduce Anelity uh, before she talks about our parent mentoring skills. And just a little note about Anelity. She is over our Daughters of Light program, so if you're interested or need more information about that, Go to daughtersoflight.org and you can find out information about the Daughters of Light program. And there's also a, I don't know what it's called, maybe a parallel program called Warrior Women's of Light that's similar to Daughters of Light, but it's for adult women. And I'm sure Karen or Anelity will talk about those. So I'm just going to turn the time back over to Karen to introduce Anelity. But just for the recording, one more time, we're going to get our in our announcement, lifechangingservices.org, motherswhoknow.org, mompowertraining.org, daughtersoflight.org, pretty much whatever you need, we're here for you. So there we go. All right, I'll turn it back over to you guys. Thanks so much, April. I am thrilled today to introduce Anelity, and I'm so thrilled that you're here to that you're here live to hear her presentation because if you're just hearing the recording, you'll miss something about Anelity that is so endearing. Uh, when she presents her face and how she expresses herself and how, you know, she's easily, she easily feels joy and she can easily go to a place of feeling very strongly about important things that affect all of us and our children. And so it's really fun to just watch her when she presents. I've always enjoyed that. And, but Anelli and I have known each other for lots of years. And I have seen Anelli do phenomenal things in people's lives and with the company Life Changing Services. When she and I knew each other, there was just one program. Well, and just starting the worst group for the married women when we first met, and now maybe 12, 13 years later, we're still loving and loving the service that we provide at Life Changing Services, but Anelity has been such an incredible example to me. And she's been a great influence upon my family because of her example to me, but also because she's been a mentor and a friend to one of my daughters that it has been such a gift in our life to have my daughter associating with Anality through Daughters of Light. And then the empowering invitation that Anality extended to my daughter to ask her to come and be a mentor in her groups with her. Anyway, it's been really wonderful to watch how my daughter has grown and learned a lot about accepting where she's at and being the best person she can be where she's at. 
Because as a mother, I often have, well, I just want you to be where I think you should be. And it has been such a thrilling thing to just, because I know the mentoring skills, not like Anelli does. She is like a genius at them. She actually has written this little book. It is the Mentor's Handbook. You can get this at lifechangingservices.org on our store. And then she also, if you've read this book, I love this book, Like Dragons Did They Fight by Maurice Harker. This is such an incredible book that addresses the spiritual and the scientific side of self-mastery and how important it is to understand the spiritual battles we face with our adversary, Lucifer, that he really is part of the battle that we face in finding the Savior in this life because he has a way of making it so that whatever he can do to keep us from finding the Savior, he'll do it. And so, but she's been such a warrior-hearted friend to watch. She has a ferocity about her that really, it just really exudes the theme of our mothers who know scripture our scripture in Mothers Who Know is God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that looks different for all of us in the way that that comes out in our lives. But we all were meant to have that spirit that God gave us of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I'm so grateful that you're here today and so grateful that Anelody would present to us about this important topic because one thing that I've understood in being a mentor, mother, and not just a mother, things go so much better when I use mentoring skills than when I just use mothering thoughts and words and skills. So Anyway, you're just so lucky to be here today, and I'm so grateful to introduce you to Anelody, and I'm grateful for her influence in my life. I'm just going to read you really quickly a piece of her bio. It says, let's see, Anelody is an innovative leader in therapeutic interventions for women and adolescent girls. She has championed addiction recovery and mental health causes using supportive group therapies developed by her mentor, colleague and friend, Maurice Harker at Life Changing Services since 2011. This unique spiritual approach to healing and recovery has helped over a thousand men, women, and young men and women throughout the nation, fueling a small revolution of warriors who are learning to fight the real enemy, Satan. She espoused, she espouses the three core principles that contribute to quality mental health. One, know the real enemy. Two, know the real you. Three, know the characteristics of God that will give you the strength, weapons, and strategies to win your personal battles with the enemy. She consistently delivers this message to her clients through individual counseling and therapeutic interventions and publications. And so she's a powerful girl, a nice girl, a fun girl, and I like her. I'm glad she's here. Thanks, Adelity. 
it's super important for me to be like, that's like one of my high motivators, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Today, actually, I, I want to talk about a subject that I've been teaching for many, many years. I don't know how many years I've been teaching it. And the, one of the reasons why I started teaching it was because I partnered with a woman, Tiffany Earle, and we had created a company for a mentor training. So originally, all of the, th the things that I'm going to teach you today came from the motivation of teaching mentors how to mentor or coaches how to mentor or ther therapists how to mentor to just be more attuned to the people that they're working with. And I come from an education background, and I noticed a lack of mentoring attitudes from teachers, and I felt like it was something I really wanted to contribute to the, to the world of teaching. And I realized that actually these skills are much more universally, universally applicable. In fact, it was interesting, I, one of my dear friends and colleague, Kim Davis, who now does our mentor training, which I used to do, she teaches the mentor skills. And we got an email, the company got an email from an anonymous person who had just finished the, the mentor training with Kim. And he said in there, I didn't realize I was getting, gaining skills from our marriage. And it's very true. It, these skills are just relationship attunement skills. And with that said, I want to kind of talk about how God parents us. And one of the things, it's interesting, I have listened to people say, oh, I want to, I want to parent my children like God parents us. And I, and I think to myself, that's actually not true, friend. You don't, you don't want to do that because, you know, here's the deal. He put us down on this earth. And this earth is crappy sometimes. <laughs> I'm thinking, dude, what was he thinking? Didn't he know we were going to get hurt down here? Why did God do that? And one of the things that I'm thinking is that God believes something that I learned from Jonathan Haidt in the book, Coddling of the American Mind, that we are anti-fragile. And I believe one of the satanic attacks on parents these days is that Satan wants us to believe that our children are fragile. And I know you're not going to like hearing this. None of us actually like hearing this because I want you to imagine you have this little sweet little baby in your arms and, you know, spit up and crying and all. It's still our baby, you know. We birthed it. It's, it's this beautiful, amazing thing. I'm never going to let any harm come to it, you know, because this child of mine is, is this infant. It comes to me very fragile. It depends on me to eat. It depends on me to, you know, to change its diaper. It depends on me to, to make it, keep it clean. It depends on me for everything. And so, therefore, it depends on me to keep it safe. However... Science actually doesn't teach us that our, pe our children have to rely on us to keep it safe. And I want to tell you about something about the idea that we are fragile. This concept of, you know, our children are fragile, we need to keep them safe, and we need to make sure that they have no bad things happen to them. We, don't, we can't allow them to experience 
the world in any difficult way because if they do, they'll make a bad choice or they'll just, they won't be able to recover or they don't have what it takes. All that attitude has kind of culminated over the last um, few decades. And we have noticed that there's been an increase of allergies over the last few decades. And there is a man who, uh, or a group who did a, a study on what they called the hygiene hypothesis, hypothesis, the hygiene hypothesis. And what they discovered was that, and, it, and, it, and it's based on the, the study they did about peanut allergies. And people assumed that because people were having peanut allergies, we needed to keep our children away from peanuts, no matter what, whether they had allergies or not. And what they discovered, actually, they did a control group and they did a, a, a study group. And what they discovered was that the study group who kept children away from peanuts for five years, from, the, from infant to, to five years old, actually had an increase in allergies of, of peanuts rather than the con control group that just exposed their children to, to peanuts. They're, they had less allergies to peanuts. So exposure is actually what God wants us to experience down here. He wants us to understand, you know what? We know you're going to make mistakes. That's why I create, that's why we sent the Savior. We know things are going to be difficult for you. That's why you have a Savior. We know this is a really hard world that we're sending you in to. And you can do it. And as parents, we're really crippling our children if we don't allow them to make mistakes. If we think we have to protect them from everything. Now, that's not, not meaning that I don't think that you, should be, you shouldn't be wise. I do believe you should be wise. I do, do think there are things that are unnecessarily exposed to our children, and we can, to, to some degree, control that. However... We need to understand that when they get into trouble, and, I, and, and, and Karen, you know that I'm talking to your, our audience, right? Our audience typically is really suffering because they have children who are really struggling with things. And that doesn't mean that all your children are, are struggling. But for those who are struggling, I want you to know there's hope. I want you to understand how important it is for you to realize your children are not fragile. They're anti-fragile. They're resilient. They can do this. And there are lots of things that we can do as parents to guide that process. Just to drive that point home one more time, I, want, I just wanted to read to you something. It says, thanks to hygiene, antibiotics, and too little outdoor play, children don't get exposed to microbes as they once did. This may lead them to develop immune systems that overreact to substances that aren't actually threatening, causing allergies. In the same way, by shielding, shielding children from every possible risk, we may lead them to react with exaggerated fear to situations that aren't risky at all and isolate them from the adult skills that they will one day have to master. So... As we expose our children and allow our children to experience this world in the safest way possible for us, allowing them to make mistakes, allowing them to be free, allowing them the opportunity to learn, we 
that we can really influence their hearts. And today, that's what I really want to, I want to talk about is how to influence their hearts. So as I said, these skills are what I call attunement communication skills. And Dr. Daniel Siegel talks a lot about attuned communication and how important it is for us as parents to learn. And I'm going to give you the five skills right now so that you have them written down, and then I'm going to go over them. So they are, first, honoring, relating, reflective listening, asking the right questions, and affirming and validating. Honoring, relating, reflective listening, asking the right questions, and affirming and validating. You got those five? Okay. So... Let's begin talking about them. And as I was chatting with Karen this morning, she said, you know, my favorite skill of those mentor skills is honoring. So I'm actually going to start there because it actually starts with honoring. Telling you what, when we honor where our children are and most importantly, who they are, and then we honor who we are and, who, and where we're at, that's where some serious connection begins. Let me tell you some of the skills of honoring are, and I really, really, really like personality tests, any kind of thing that would give me any more insight to who my children are innately because, and understanding myself innately so that I can understand the difference between me and my children and similarities between us. So I'll give you an example. I really like the Briggs-Meyer personality indicator. And one of the things I've discovered about myself and something that's, that, that Karen sort of shared about me this morning is I'm an extrovert, so I get my energy from being with people. And when I get with people, I get excited and really passionate because I'm also what they call a feeler. I have lots of deep, strong emotions. A feeler is a person who makes decisions based on how they feel. And that doesn't mean the spirit. That just means their emotion. So as an extrovert feeler, I tend to want to do things that are fun to me because that makes me feel happy. So if it doesn't sound fun, I don't want to do it. And there's nothing you can do to change that in me. Just FYI, you can't change it. I have tried for 50 years. I cannot change it in me. You will not change that in your child. So if they're motivated by fun, give them freaking fun, dudes. Let them have fun. Give them all the opportunities they need to do to have fun because that's actually going to help them find who they are. One of the things I love so much about the way my mother raised me is I had freedom to express myself. Now, just so you know, my mother is an introvert feeler, and she does not express her emotions the way I do. And she is not motivated by fun. She's actually motivated by personal connection. But one thing that I love that she did so well, and she fought against her inner, I'm going to save my child, she let me do the things I wanted to do and the things that made me have joy. You know, when I said when I was eight years old, I want to learn how to sew, my mom said, okay, 
Here's the sewing machine. Here's the scissors. Here's the fabric. How about her, girl? And you know what? She taught me how to use a sewing machine, and I literally just had at it. You know, I made, I made Barbie doll dresses and baby doll dresses and skirts, and I threw all kinds of stuff away. But you know, when I was 14 years old, I made my first wedding dress because my mom fearlessly honored who I was. That doesn't mean that she didn't have to work really hard at keeping herself and her own needs and her own fears and her own stuff in check. I'm not going to say my mom was perfect. There were lots of things that she didn't like about me. It was very hard for her because I'm an extrovert. She's an introvert. I always wanted to be with my friends. and I would give her every excuse I could to be with my friends. And, you know, to some degree, she felt like, you know, the horses were getting out of the pen. <laughs> She's like, Damn, this is getting out of control. You got to stop being with your friends. But I had really good friends. And because I had good friends, you know what? My mom decided, okay, fine. She wants to be with her friends. Let her be with her friends. Because you know what? She's brought her friends around here and they are like super awesome kids. She's hanging out with the good kids, the real kids, the kids who are doing something with their lives, they might rub off on her. And in fact, because my mom was so good at letting me be with my friends, honoring me where I was at, when I was in trouble, when I was 18 years old, I got into a relationship that was a trouble relationship. I thought I was going to get past that and not have to deal with that, but I made some bad choices. My two best friends cornered me. And said, Anelity, this isn't good for you. You got to stop this. And I listened to them. I, I would never have listened to my mother. Never. I never would have listened to my mother. Just FYI, I would not have listened to my mother. And you know what? I'm really sorry, moms and dads out there. Sometimes when your kids are 17 and 18 years old, they don't want to hear you. They need to hear an outside voice. And that's when you hope and pray that you've done your job helping them gather people around them that are good influences and who are going to lift them up and not pull them down. So that's the skill of honoring. The next thing is relating. Let me tell you, I actually think this is the hardest skill. Some people think honoring is. I think relating is because what relating requires is that you dig deep down inside, like the deepest part of you, and you've Find something in yourself that can relate to, how, to what they're experiencing right now. And then you don't tell them. You don't say, oh, yeah, I get it. I know. I've been there. No, 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 no. That's not really what relating does. What relating does is it changes your attitude. And it says to yourself, wait a second, hold off. You've been there. You've experienced this tiny piece. What would you have preferred? How would you have preferred to be tr have been treated during that time? And that changes your insight. So in my family, I have I, my husband and his father and his grandmother. They were all on the spectrum. And so we have genetic autistic spectrum. I, I don't know why they call it that. I prefer Asperger's stuff going on. So I have th three kids who struggle with Asperger's syndrome stuff. And my oldest daughter, 
is an absolute powerhouse. For the most part, there was hardly anything I could do to find in myself to relate to her other than my need to be free. And I knew that was in her. I knew that was in her. And every time I tried to stop her, I would say to myself, hold on, hold on, hold your horses. You know you needed to be free. She's doing good things. Let her be free. And you know what? There were several times she made mistakes and she fell and, and bruised her knees and, and uh, even big mistakes, big things that were difficult for her. But, you know, because of that, I believe that she's experiencing a lot of success in her life today. And, I, you know, I, she's a go-getter. She has five kids. You know, she's not perfect. But I think, she, and she says this to me all the time, Mom, I had the most ideal childhood because you let me be the one thing I could relate to her with. She's a thinker. She's, she's a deep analyzer. I'm not like that. She's, she's a sharp judger. She, she's never late to anything. I'm late to everything. There is so many things that I could not relate to her with. And, you know, because I'm late to everything and I could tell that that was making her nervous all the time, I made an extra effort to try to always be two minutes early, which is a big deal for me. So because I saw that need in her, I adjusted myself. And when we adjust ourselves to what they're experiencing, we become more attuned to them. One of my favorite things in the Book of Mormon is when Abinadi talks about who God is and who the Savior is and why he says, I sent my, I'm sending my son, or God is going down himself so that he can understand the hearts of men. That's what relating is all about. Sometimes we don't trust our children. And the reason we don't trust them is because we can see right now, this very minute, they're not making awesome choices. However, I guarantee if you go inside of yourself, you will find a time when you didn't make awesome choices. And you can say, wow, I turned out okay. Maybe this is going to be okay for them to be experiencing right this very minute. It changes your heart. You do not have to tell them, I'm relating to you. It just changes you. The, second, the third one is reflective listening. So reflective listening is a real skill. It's really, really hard to do. In fact, I have to teach it all the time to my clients. And we practice and practice and practice. So if you want to practice this, I, 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 I recommend that you get with a partner and you just say, hey, I need to practice my skill right now. And this is kind of how it goes. And actually, Karen, I'm wondering if I can, re I can practice with you so that they can see this. Would you mind? I'm happy to help. Okay. So, Karen, I just wanted to know if you would tell me a little bit about some of the struggles that you're having in your current family right now. This is vulnerability time. Uh, let's see. I was thinking you were telling me that you have a daughter that's leaving. and Yes, totally. Okay, so one of the struggles we're having is our daughter, She'll be going to college here in two weeks. We're going to take her to a dorm where other people live, and we're in this COVID time, so that's concerning to us and how everything's adjusted there, but we just, through lots of thinking and talking and praying, I think we all just felt like 
better to do it that way than to have her here and not be doing that. And she's, she's a kind of an in do it, a do it learner, even though she'll still be doing online classes. So one of the things I'm concerned about is that she'll be, she's letting go of things now that are supporting her, like the work that she does in Daughters of Light to go to college. And so I'm a little bit concerned that that maybe her not having that support and that connection will, you know, kind of be difficult for her. But I also, yeah, I also really trust that she's ready. Like Mm -hmm. her, her spirit's ready to fly. She's really ready to go. And so I'm excited about that. So what I think I hear you saying is that you have an 18-year-old daughter. I think she's your baby, right? Yeah, she's our youngest of five. And I'm, I'm sort of hearing some sadness in your voice, but lots of confidence that she's going to be okay. And I'm also hearing that you've done a lot of work to kind of come to this place of peace. You've put a lot of prayer and thought into it, and you just feel like you together as a family are making the right choice to let her go out and swim among the sharks. And you're, you're just a little bit nervous that she's left her safety net a little bit. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, when I think whenever your kids leave home, you think, Oh, I hope I armed them with something great. And because my other kids, when they left home, they looked like they they were armed. They were leaving looking like, I am armed. Thanks, Mom. I'm armed. Like, I'm, I'm following the little trail you were hoping I would follow, mm-hmm. right? So this, is, this one's a little different. It's the first child I've had where, you know, because I'm not saying all my kids have always just done that on the trail because they left doing that. And so I had a level of peace, right? Mm-hmm. But her... She's leaving, and I'm super happy I know about that skill of honoring, honoring that she feels good about where she is and where she's headed. And even if it's not my plan or ideal for her, I'm excited that she thinks it is. So I'm hearing you say, I have a little bit of nervousness inside of me that she's not exactly armed the way I'd hoped she was. I'm working really, really hard at, at sitting in a place of honoring her, believing that she, is, she feels directed to know what she's doing, even though I don't love it. Yeah, and she is. I, yeah, just really holding on to celebrating all the things about her that I know will be a skill for her. Yeah, there'll yeah. be skills. And so in, I think I'm hearing you that hearing you say, I, I kind of sort of think she can do this. I think you're hearing me right. Yeah, like I'm just totally thinking she can do this. She can do this. And every time I get in a place of fear, I think, no, you know, God knows where she's at. Yeah. He's going to help her. And she knows right where to find me. I'm right here. I can sense that in you, that little bit of, apprehension but that desire to just you know the the spirit is willing the flesh is a little weak for sure 
and just wanting to know that God has her and trust God. Because, you know, honestly, in the end, I think you're thinking, I don't want to have to trust her. <laughs> I just want to trust God that he's got her. <laughs> yeah, that is a comforting, wonderful, hopeful place to be. Okay, thank you. Let me just show you. Okay, wait, actually, let me ask you this question. How, how did that make you feel when I was reflecting back those things? Honestly, I'm a verbal processor, and so and and I am easily vulnerable, um, and sometimes to a fault, you know. But I, but I, when you started, you know, doing the reflective listening, I could tell that I could easily become emotional as I listened to you. So it helped you become vulnerable. Yeah, and it helped me to. It helped me to. Feel like I was safe releasing the stuff that I hold because I am afraid. Yeah, not a little bit. I'm also hearing your faith. And it's hard sometimes for us to admit where we are in those difficult emotions, isn't it? Very. Yeah. Thank you for being so vulnerable and going there. So what I want to, to express to parents today is how important it is for us to just get into that space where we're willing to say, and I, and I have a little script in my head, and you probably heard me use it with Karen, what I think I hear you saying. And the thing is, it's really important for you to not assume that you know what they're saying because you don't want to put words in their mouth. What you're trying to do is not say, so what you're saying is, you just think I'm a batty mother. No, 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 no. So what I think I hear you saying is you're feeling really upset with me right now. So what I think I hear you saying is, so what I think I hear you saying is, so what I think I hear you saying is until they get to yes. And if you notice what Karen did, and I love what she did, she, she's so good at this. What I think I hear you saying is, I reflected back to her, and she said, yeah, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, opportunity to have a conversation. What's that all about? Okay. Just keep doing the reflective listening when they start talking because they're going to. Some, well, you know, some of them won't. Someone will just say yes. And you'll say, okay, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> I'm understanding you. <laughs> but for the most part, you're going to hear yes and just like, Karen did, and you're going to hear more, and that's going to give you an opportunity to reflect back more. Never do you get to step in and start preaching when they are vulnerable like this. Never. You will shut them down forever if you take this opportunity to go in and throw a spear at them, because this is when they're showing you their heart and taking off their protective armor, and if you throw a spear, you will kill them. They will never trust you again. Well, they will, but they won't want to trust you. <laughs> they'll, they'll be very shy of you. So then you're going to get more of and, and then you reflect back. And, and then you're going to reflect back until you come to a place where all of a sudden Karen says, wow, it feels really good to just give them the opportunity to tell you how I feel. Now here's an opportunity for you. Now you've got into this really, really, really great place. You're going to affirm where they're at. And what I said to Karen was, 
Yeah. You, I don't remember exactly something like, I can feel your faith, right? You're a little bit scared, but I can feel your faith. Super affirming. I was really trying to affirm that I saw the good side of what she was working on. You know, I don't want to necessarily focus on, okay, so she's fearful right now because she didn't actually want me to focus on that either, if you could tell. She wanted me to focus on, I'm really working hard on having the faith and trusting God that he has her, even though she's leaving the safety net and I feel like she's going to swim among the sharks. So I really was working on affirming and validating where she was at. Now, Karen, I want to ask you this question. Did you notice that I was affirming you? Yes, I did. But now that you're saying it, it's, I didn't notice it a ton. But yes, I did. Yeah. I didn't have to like pour the butter on, right? No. Or pour the honey on. I just had to do one or two of those little affirming and validating things, right? You used reality like that was good too, that you weren't just, because if you would have only affirmed me and told me how amazing or whatever you thought I was or the good things I was doing, but you also, you know, said, you're also feeling like, well, I just, I'm just going to, it's easier to just know that God's got her. You know, you, you threw some humor in there, you know, that also just made me think, yeah, it's a validation too that, you know, we don't, we don't know how it's going to go, and we're just going to watch it with thrill and anticipation, <laughs> right? So, I, I'm, and, and to, to wrap up with our conversation, I, I am going to suggest to you that you're going to have some grieving going on in the next few months. So please reach out to your friends and the people you love while you go through that grieving process because you are, you're not losing her. But things are changing in your family, and sometimes we have to grieve during that process. Yeah, thanks, Fran. So at this point, as parents, this is when you get to ask the right question. So Karen, I'm going to actually ask you a right question. And I like to use the phrase, I'm wondering, and I'm going to say something like this. Karen, I'm wondering what it would be like you really had all those skills tucked under her wings and you just can't see them. What would it be like if you imagined that? Thrilling. Would it increase your faith? Very much. Now, when I asked you that question, what were your thoughts? Um, I thought of who she really is. Oh my gosh. Just through that one question, you thought of who she really is. Mm-hmm. And who's, who's she really is, that he prepared her. Wow. Mm. It's just amazing to me to think about he prepared her. really like that thought. Sometimes I don't believe it. It's hard for me to believe that our children are prepared. I mean, wasn't that my job? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and it does relieve, right? It relieves some of that pressure of... Boy, I sure hope I did a good job. Maybe I need to write a little book and hand it to her on the way out the door. You know, here's some things I think you for, you missed just in case you missed them. You know, here's your reference manual just in case, you know. So anyway, it just helps me to, to, to just know, you know what? 
oh, I think I know her. I think what I, I think I know exactly what I should be worried about. But, you know, when you put it like that, it made me consider all of the things that are her strengths. She'll lean on those before she leans on her weaknesses because she's in a vulnerable place and she's, she's a strong person. Yeah, I feel that. Even when you're talking about her, I feel, I feel her strength. Okay, I'm going to just do a little debrief there. I, I want you to um, notice a couple of things I did there. I did some validating. I, you probably heard me do that, right? And I did a couple of questions. I did, well, I, what would it be like? Imagine with me. And then I asked a sneaky question. I don't know if you heard it, but I had to ask it. I said, isn't that our job? That was a sneaky question, right? And that really made you kind of go to, oh, yeah, right? I know. I'm totally like, yeah. But I should, you know, I want to be the one who's supposed to be giving her the skills. But guess what? You know what? Actually, God gave her some. So it kind of reaffirmed the things you were already thinking. Oh, yeah, that's right. God's got it. So how did that make you feel? Yeah, it shifted, you know. Just it helped me to shift to a place of just awareness of who I am. Like I'm just a mother. I'm a broken hot mess. Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't teach her everything she needs to know. I'm just trying to figure it out myself. Still, I just act like I know what I'm doing. You know. So totally. Right. Exactly. Which is exactly where I think you wanted to go anyway. Right. You were headed in that direction. You were already saying, I'm wor- I have this teeny bit of fear. However, I'm working super hard on trusting God and having faith. Mm-hmm. And so in, that, in those couple of questions, all of a sudden you said, oh, that's right. What am I thinking? Yeah, I'm just Karen. I'm just the mom. <laughs> I did my job. I, I, that's all I could do, right? Okay, that's right. He's got her. It just kind of drove home what you were, where the, the right direction you were already headed. I didn't focus a lot on your fear. You just took it right where you were headed in that right direction. And all of a sudden, now you feel really grounded in, oh, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a broken hot mess. <laughs> yep, I'm a broken hot mess. I'm still figuring it out. So it really, it's just that what you started out with when you very first started talking to us about who we are and whose we are. Like that's what we're really trying to get to. And that's exactly what I thought initially was about Ryan, who she really is, who she really is. And then who I really am. I'm not the savior. I'm not the healer. I'm not going to be able to help her figure it all out. I just can't, no matter how much I love her and care about it. Wow. And you did all of that in understanding and just a little small conversation we have right here. I want to know, Karen, now, you know, you and I are very good friends and we have a fairly good level of, we have a good rapport with each other, right? So we're not hostile with each other. (laughs) This isn't a hostile environment, which some of our relationships with our children can be a little hostile. But I want to ask you, how does it make you feel towards me right now? Just gratitude. 
and like more further kinship and just honored that you would see me and want to. Mm. Because I can, I was attuning to you, right? Now, if I, if the tables were turned and and you were asking me about my son going off to college, Mm -hmm. a totally different story. And I'd have to really, you know, dig deep and, that would, you know, you would be giving me an opportunity to kind of look at myself, right? But the tables aren't turned. And I'm at this, in, at this level, in this relationship right now, where I am mentoring you. You still feel loved by me. Yeah, I do. I still feel, I felt like, yeah, I still feel like, yep, you care about me. You really tried to meet me and see me. But yeah, I think... Oh, just if I could just throw in a personal testimonial, like it's huge to know that you're mentoring a child over mothering a child to just, oh, let's get kind of curious about that. Tell me more about that. Uh, That kind of thing. It's just so huge. And so you standing confidently knowing in your mind, even though you're not telling me you're mentoring me, but all you're doing is just being human with me and allowing me to be human as you create a space for me to do that. Yeah. And Karen, my question is, did you feel a power differential between us? Did you feel like I was powering over you or I was in charge of you? No. So I was non-threatening. However, I just pointed out that I was mentoring you but you didn't feel like I was threatening you or powering over you. No. no. I didn't get necessarily vulnerable with you, right? That's not the position I was in. That's not, that's not the relationship we were, we were cultivating right here. Had you started going with your stuff, that would have totally been fine, right? But I wouldn't have seen me so clearly, but, and I would have been relieved that you started going with you so we didn't have to talk about me, right? <laughs> Exactly. But you knew I related to you because I used us. Yeah. And we, yeah, we think it's our job. You totally felt that I was relating to you and I didn't even have to say, yeah, you know, when my blah, 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 I didn't have to do that. But you knew I was relating to you. All right. Thank you, Karen, for your help. And I didn't even warn you that I was going to ask you for your help. To just wrap up, I, I want you all to really get the sense and understanding that our children are anti-fragile. I want, I want you to understand the way God parents us is he throws us down to this with the sharks. And he, and he gives us all kinds of weapons and skills and he's, and he's there with us and he helps us and he's given us a savior to save us. And I think it's okay for us as parents if we'll learn some of the things that God does for us. And I will tell you, God, God doesn't come in my life and solve my problems for me or do things for me. He lets me figure it out myself. He lets me have my freedom. But he relates to me. He understands what I'm going through. The Savior came down here and lived on this earth. He knows what it feels like. And the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, affirms me and validates me. And you know, honestly, 
when I do my prayers right, I actually fear him. And it isn't typically in a voice of command. It's typically in a voice of, oh, so what you're feeling is this. It's a sense of this, this attuned communication that I'm having with him. And I can actually even hear in my, in my head sometimes the conversation I'm having with him. And I'm able to solve the problems that I need to solve without his coming in and making it all happen. However, I will say, there are sometimes he just has to perform the miracle. And in my mind, the greatest miracle of all is my change of heart. And when you as parents have that change of heart, when you change the way you're experiencing things, you do that through relating to what's going on with them, that's when you can have a real conversation that helps them find themselves. Thank you. Be dedicated. Let's be great parents. Thank you. I'm going to turn the time over to April. She's got some final thoughts for us. And then we're going to have a Q&A with Anality uh, for 20-ish minutes. Awesome. All right. Well, first of all, just thank you to everybody for joining us today. If you want to take the Mom Power course, go to Mom Power Training. You can go to .com or .org. They actually both go to the same place. This program and all of our programs are sponsored by Life Changing Services. And Life Changing Services offers therapeutic services for individuals, couples, and families, youth, and adults. And if you have any questions or you just need someone to, again, to call to talk to and walk you through what program you might need, the number is 877-437-6877. If you want to know more about Anelity and the Daughters of Light program that she runs, or Anelity also does individual services. So if you're thinking, you know what, I'm not sure a group is right, but I really just need to, either I have a child that needs to talk and work with Anelity, or, you know, maybe you as a mom are thinking, maybe I just need some help. I need to talk to Anelity. So if you go to Daughters of light.org and you uh, look at the therapists on there all of Anelody's contact information is on there too and she does do one-on-one counseling services also just so that you're aware her book is called the mentors handbook the five mentoring skills that all great mentors share it's up on the life changing services website and if you can't find it on there you're welcome to call the office and again the ladies can help you order that or you know just send you whatever information that you need so we are at the top of the hour and we're going to transition to a Q&A. So if you have any questions for Anelity, we're going to make it so that you can unmute yourself and then you can go ahead and ask those questions. Also, just to let everybody know, this meeting is being recorded and we do post this on our podcast channel and on our website. So if you don't want your name read, you can put your chat in the comment. I'll just turn the time over to everybody here. Questions. Melody, why don't you just keep talking to us? I do have a question. Debbie has a question. Go ahead. Melody, I took copious notes, and I'm thinking of a conversation that I have coming up, and, and I realize that it's not going to be natural the first time I'm thinking of these five steps, but it takes practice. But I'm wondering, is the order important that you presented them in? Or is it just important in the course of the, the conversation that we hit the five mentoring skills that you talked about? So, you know what, actually, that's a 
rate question. The order is actually calculated. Yes. However, okay. they are also continual, right? So when you do the reflective listening, you discover something that they're saying and you don't understand it or you can't, you're having a hard time wanting to accept it, you have to go back down inside and find out where you can relate to that. Do you see what I'm saying? So yes. So I always start with honor where they're at. This is where he's at. I'm working really hard at understanding him and find something in myself that relates to it. Okay, I found that, plate, that, that thing. Now I'm going to have a conversation with him. And I will maybe start with a question. Son, I noticed that you're having a struggle with this. Can you tell me a little bit about it? No. So you're feeling like what I think I hear you saying is you don't really want to talk about it right now. That's right, Mom. I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. So I just want to let you know that if you, when, when you're ready to talk about it, I'm, I'm here for you and I'm working really hard. At, at trying to understand you. Well, I really was mad the other day, Mom, when <laughs> the floodgates start opening. So what you're saying is that you're really, really upset with me because I did this. Yes. And you know what? It made me feel stupid in front of all of my friends when you did that. Mom, it made you feel really stupid in front of your friends. And you're digging down again. You're digging down. You're digging down inside. Where, do I, where can I relate to that? Hmm, yeah, I remember when I was with my friends and then my mom interrupted. So freaking embarrassing. Oh, so, and so what you're saying is <clears throat> the reason why you guys put suds in the swimming pool was because you were mad at me at that point. Yes, I was really mad at you. I'm wondering what it would have been like if you had told me or if you could tell me that you were mad at me rather than you know, being acting out, what would that feel like? You see what I'm saying? So you're starting to ask the questions and you're still doing the affirming and digging down comes kind of like this, honoring where he's at, knowing he just was a stinky little rat that did a bad thing, right? Yeah, so what I'm hearing is it's kind of like a circular staircase where you're just... There's a start and there's an end, but there's also a continuation. It just is a continual process within, but yes, you're right. Uh, starting with honoring them where they're at is, the, the, is really, really the, the place to start. And, and here's the biggest problem we have is too many people don't understand their children, and so it's hard for them to honor them. Like I just expressed to you at the beginning, I'm an extrovert. My mom, my mother's an introvert. But I will tell you, we did loggerheads on that all day long, all the time. And she just refused to allow me to be an extrovert for so many years. Until finally at the end, she's like, you know what? You're 16 now. I get it. You're going to be with your friends. Did you see what a question else doesn't want to? Yeah, I had a question about asking the right question. Yeah, that's, that's really where we struggle, too, because sometimes we can be snarky in our questions, right? Yeah, or just be blank, like, what is my question? What would be the right question? Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's kind of, if you can get to a place of, like, I've heard them, and now I can kind of affirm that I, where they're at, validate that. And now you kind of want to see a little bit of change, a little bit of movement. 
which is what I did with you, right? We did a little bit of movement with you. Is the question, being a right question, is it isn't about, well, let's go even, because I think this is where I got confused when I very first learned these skills. I thought the question always had to do with, let's go, let's tell me more about that. But I think when I got just that, we're trying to move, like when they get to that place of, oh, okay, I'm just feeling safe in this space. Mm-hmm. Then it's time to validate. And, yeah. And, and it has to be in a place of I'm not accusing you, right? I'm not making an accusation here. We're just trying to have movement. And I'm not trying to preach to you. We're just ha- trying to have movement. So again, that, and it's an evoking question. It's, it evokes movement. Right? So would, uh, what's an evoking question sound like? So is it that I'm wondering about something or, hey, let's get curious about what would happen if. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to say it. Let's get curious about. I really like that way of saying it because that's, you know, questioning. I'm getting into a place of questioning. Or sometimes kids don't like to hear, um, my mom is going to get curious with me. <laughs> you'll have to kind of, uh, you'll have to, you know, feel it out a little bit with your child what, and what works with them. I like to say, I'm wondering what it would feel like. So it kind of takes it away from, it lifts it up above the conversation and takes it away from my accusation to, what you, I wonder what it feel like if you had come to me and told me you were angry with me. I wonder what that would have been like. Well, I don't know, Mom. What would have been like? Do you want to think about that for a minute? What do you think? Would it have changed things if you had told me you were angry with me? So, and the thing is, I didn't say, I didn't attack the thing, the nasty thing he did. I, I, what I did is I went, remember, I'm having this mentoring attitude. What I went to is, how could we have done it differently? What would it, what would it looked like if I had, if this had happened first, right? So, yeah. of our parenting and life is about, you know, is about we got to get to the next thing, right? You got to get to the next thing. Uh, we don't have all the time in the world to talk about this. So how do you navigate that space of this does need to be addressed and honored, but right now, this is where, where we have to go right now, but that can be, like, what's the best way to, to handle real life? Like, yeah. Yeah, really good question, Karen. And my first knee-jerk reaction was, stop it. Stop <laughs> doing that. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> but the truth is, actually, and, and it's so funny because I've watched Maurice do this before. He's like, seriously, right now? Just stop. <laughs> but then, you know. So- what you're referring to, because I'm taking your stop it two different ways. That stop it could be directed at me as a parent thinking we need to move on to the next thing. Yes. Or your stop it could be, I could be thinking you're referring to, as a parent, I just want to tell my child, just stop it. Don't have any problems. Let's just move on. Is that what you mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> but what I, um, actually what I do think is really something that we ought to think about as parents is changing that culture. Changing the culture of we have to be on to the next thing. Yeah, not this, time for each other. This COVID opportunity in our lives has been a great reminder of that. That's beautiful. I have to tell you, my 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 brother-in-law grew up on the farm, on a potato farm in Idaho, and I 
he, oh my gosh, he is just a teddy bear. He's this big six foot seven guy that just, you know, puts his all, when he puts your, his arms around you, they reach all the way around and again, once again, and they're just, and he just, and he's just so loving and good. And one of the things I remember asking him a long time ago, we had a conversation. I said, you know, Gian, you, you always listen so good to me. And I just feel so loved when I'm with you. He says, yeah, I learned that in the fields with my dad. Okay. Because, you know, my dad was really reluctant to use all those new height, you know, those new, all those machinery and all that kind of stuff because he wanted to be with his boys. The machinery kind of got in the way of him standing next to his boys, working next to them, having those nice conversations that, you know, lead us in life. And I, I always keep, I, I keep that in mind when I think about, you know, the machinery is all, all about efficiency, 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 which we get caught up in, in this world and we forget to stand next to our children and just, you know, dig alongside them. It's okay if we change the culture in our family. Yeah. So, me, hi. So glad. Um, so, I have a 17-year-old daughter who turns 18 in November. It's her senior year. She thinks the world's going to end because it's COVID and they've ruined her senior year. They have. And I can't, I know, I, th- there's nothing I can do, but I'm like, we just have to make it the best possible. And she's however, like, hey, we can't make this good. However, so, however, she doesn't have to make it the best possible. Just so you know, she doesn't. She doesn't have so, to. Does she want to? No. Maybe she doesn't want to either. So she doesn't have to. So she is at that point that I'm the devil. Mm-hmm. And anything I say to her, she screams at me. You just showed me that you wanted to fix everything. But she tells me that I can't fix it and she's not broken. And I said, no, you're not broken. Yeah. So how do I talk to her? Because I just, I've just decided I'm not arguing. I'm not fighting. And I just get up and walk out. I try and come in and I'm like, okay, it looks like you're having an emotion. You want to tell me about it? You want to whatever, or, Hey, we've got this going on. And we need to have this, this, and this done. And it's just, it's, she just screams at me all the time. That's really, and I, I have a son who does the same exact thing to me. And I say, oh, can you remember that I'm a human being? You can talk to me like a human being. So I always start with, hmm, sounds like you're feeling grumpy today. Is there something I can do to help? And then I wait and wait and he says nothing. And I'll say, so I'm, I'm just going to take that as a communication that you would prefer me not to help, but would you mind me being with you today? And then I take that, when he doesn't say anything, I take that as a communication that he doesn't mind. Okay, I'll stand next to you while you do the dishes. Yeah, it's, it's super, super, super hard. The thing that you have to really focus on, honoring and relating, honoring and relating, honoring and relating, because that's in your heart. And you're right. There are some kids you can't have normal conversations with. Well, and I think this COVID has kind of pushed her over with her anxiety and depression. Yeah. That's typically why they're, dif- they're, they're being difficult is because they have, they're either have depression or anxiety. And she won't see anyone. And I don't know how to broach that subject. Uh, 
in a way that I won't just push her away. Does that make sense? Like trying to have that conversation of maybe I think that, you know, either seeing somebody to talk about it or some medication so that it's not so overwhelming for you. Wow. So I just would like ideas on how to broach that because, you know, I don't want to just force, but that's what it feels like I'm at. Because what you're, what I think I hear you saying is she's not open at all to any kind of suggestion or diagnosis or any kind of, is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 And some kids can get really, really strong in their will, can't they? Yeah. And it feels hopeless to us. Yeah. I'm wondering what it would be like if, I'm just wondering, what would it be like if you got vulnerable with her a little bit and said, I don't feel like I'm, I know I'm parenting you the way that you need. Would you be open to maybe visiting a counselor with me so I can, so I can learn how to talk to you better? I have tried that and she said no. So at that point, then what do we do as a, if we're, if you're, if you're God and you're parenting a child, what is he going to do? Let him flounder. (laughs) But, But he doesn't leave us. Right. So he watches us in pain. I can't imagine the, t- the pain that I give him sometimes. He watches us flounder until we're ready. But, but he doesn't leave us. He stays close enough to us that he's there at a call. I try and reach out in family settings where we're everybody's together and, and in ways that it doesn't single her out. And, and try and reach out in that way. That's what I did this week, just talking about medications and, you know, that, you know, maybe some people in our family have struggled with, you know, depression and anxiety and, and that medications have been very helpful for them. And so if you guys are having any problems and you feel like that's something you need to help with, then come talk to me. And I've, I've just kind of floated that out in a family meeting, but that's about where I'm at, just kind of sending out feelers, but not forcing. I'm wondering what it would feel like if you thought about what you were doing was everything you could do. And it was all right, even though it feels painful. True. How would that feel if you thought about it that way? True. Would it change the way you felt about the situation? Probably. Maybe. Maybe you and I can work on Embracing that what we're doing right now as a parent is the best we can do, and it's the what they need right now, and just sit in that and allow ourselves to feel the uncomfortableness of that because nothing is moving or changing. It's a hard place to be, but thank you. I'm also wondering one thing, other one other thing. What would it be like if you if you imagined for yourself that God is holding you? He's standing next to you, and he understands your, what would that feel like to you? You cut out on the understanding, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> that God is understanding you, and he's standing next to you and holding you. What would that, how would that change things for you? He understands the pain you're going through. That's very comforting. Sometimes that's just what we need, right? It's difficult. I'm there with you, friend. Thank you. 
Thanks for your vulnerability there. That was so good to see you. That's one thing I know for sure, just in this stewardship that I have here is, oh, mothers care so deeply. And so learning things that allow us to just consider things in a new way, in a different way, in a, in a shifting kind of way. It doesn't take away how much we care and how deeply we love, but just helps us to reframe kind of where we're at and maybe the next best step. So Nellie, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, so grateful for your time with us and um, so grateful for the things that we've learned. I think we've all learned a lot. So thank you so much. Hey, can I wrap, wrap something up really quickly? This last, that last question I think was really profound, just so you know. And really, really, I believe encapsulates what God experiences with us. And, and if we're really, truly mentoring them, we're willing to sit in our own pain that they don't want help. They, they refuse to be helped or they refuse to move. That's painful for us. And that's part of our mentoring process. Like, it was a really good wrap-up for what we were talking about today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for being here. See you next week. And if you want to reach out to Anility, it's Daughters of Light at LifeChainingServices.org. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. The Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA eight young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. And The Clark and Linda Show, a courageous couple that shares their journey of pornography addiction and how that affected their marriage and family. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers You Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. And by the way, if you do enroll in a program, use our promo code MWK on the enrollment form to get $25 off a Sense of Human intake session. Thank you so much for listening today. 
please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.